Catholic girl, loved the mass. I watched the swirl of smoke from candles burning, while Mary looked up yearning. I got confirmed and I confessed. I really felt that I was blessed. Plus, I love my uniform. So did the boy who lived next door. But something changed when I became of age. And all those things I thought were true, someday I'd break the big time. This is the Free Thought Radio Hour. You can call me Doubter 5. I'm here with the Wombat. The Wombat. This is WOZO Radio, 103.9, low power, Knoxville, Tennessee, broadcasting live from the birdhouse at Fourth and Gill. Uh, this is the show where we talk about atheism, free thought, humanism, rational thought, and science. And we're also talk about religion, religious faith, gods, holy books, and superstition. Uh, give me a mic check there, Wombat. Let me look at the gauges. You got here. mic three on. We just need to turn off three and keep on two. Um, let's just keep trying. Hey, you? how are you? That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn off three. Go ahead and try it in two. Hello? Wonderful. Yeah, looks good to me. I turned off three, so we're good. Now, if the phone rings, we'll have to turn three on. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So, what happened this weekend? Oh, man, so many great things. Uh, we have... A very productive weekend that happened, particularly with uh, coming out in support of the Orlando shootings that occurred uh, the week before. Uh, If you're familiar with the Barley's Tap area, or at least with downtown Knoxville where the Gay Street is, we had a bunch of... The parking area underneath the uh, interstate next to Barley's. Yeah, absolutely. We had a number of different groups showing up to represent and uh, provide support on a lengthy parade walk. who else was there besides the atheists of Knoxville? Well, a lot of gays. <laughs> well, a lot of gays, yeah. I'll tell you the saddest thing that was about it was, you know, that, that, that social group generally has so many thick guys that well, as I'm walking through the streets, I know I'm sweating. I'm, I'm falling apart. I feel bad because the guy behind me is wearing suspenders and has got like an eight-pack, and I just feel bad just there in my white shirt. It's like, man, oh, yeah. not only did I not dress for the occasion, but I'm completely being overshone by all these other guys around me. Uh, we, we were I did have a colorful shirt on, but I had like green pants and a greenish Hawaiian shirt on. A lot of things. But I could have had more rainbow. Ah, yeah. There was a lot of rainbows going around. They had a lot of candy. But what I was really impressed with was the turnout of support, not just for the people who showed up at the parade. It was a record crowd for that for that parade. It was an incredible experience. Mm. Um, We had um, behind our atheist banner, we had maybe twenty twenty five people. Yeah, but in front of us was like hundreds. In front of us, there were three whole rows of parking. Yeah, that that pulled out one after the other after the other, and then after us there was another whole like row. literally hundreds of people dressed up too. It was, we the Gay Street was completely covered end to end. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, and and more off the front and in the back. But it was a hot day. Yeah, definitely got some sun. Yeah, so uh, so about that. Like hollering and hooting. So you guys probably haven't seen this because if you've seen a parade, you're probably in one spot and he's seeing the people pass through you. But and in a parade, you need to be hyped through that whole thing. So at the beginning, we're screaming. We're like, we're doing our woos. Like, woo, woo. 
yeah. halfway through we're like, okay, we're tired, but you know, it's a brand new crowd that we're walking past. Mm-hmm. We got right. still, we got to keep, keep going. It up. Keep woo, it up. Woo, yeah. All right, let's keep it going. Like three quarters yeah. in, we're just like, okay, all right. We had that one person in our group with a yellow jacket. I forgot her name. She was she was she was spot on with Oliver Wood that she was doing. Sorry about that. She was bringing the hype, and we appreciate yeah. her. And uh, really great turnout support. Really happy to participate. Oh, it was great. Oh, we're and uh, as far as the atheist banner that we were carrying, I counted about equal thumbs up and yeah. and shocked frowns I think it was <laughs> when nice we walked by. It was nice that we were there because there were also protesters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, most of the protesters tend to have a religious background. Uh-huh. And well, there is no other good reason, not other, any other valid reason to be against homosexual and, and homosexual marriage. The only... Reason that halfway stands a chance is, is the religion reason, you know, abomination. Sure, yeah. So what, what were what were you thinking? So I was thinking it was nice because so there were also religious churches who were marching with us. I think uh, a Methodist group was with us, and then uh, another. Your mic is dropping down. I can stop the. You got a short in your mic somehow. Yeah, I think so. It comes back and then it goes away. Anyway. So uh, we had this. We had a lot of religious groups that were marching with us yeah, as well. Yeah, there a lot of churches in there. But they couldn't really say much of anything when they were getting protested against by other religious groups. Right. Where I think we had like the the, the solid ground of being like, what was our catchphrase? P- gay the prey away. Yeah, gay the prey away. That was cool. <laughs> we even had it on T-shirts. That yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. But I thought it was just nice to have that edge. I will say this. I'll say this to all the protesters that did show out. Okay. Uh, you definitely had read the Bible, so at least good for you guys. You were citing it properly, even though, you know, I'm not on the same side as as you. I respect that you're at least consistent with your argument. And I guess what I had the weird, if I were to say anything, like the weirdest part would be the the church representatives who were marching with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would seem weird. I was like, why are you guys here? It's like, well, you know, Jesus loves everybody, right. and there's nothing in the Bible that says anything about gay being an abomination. I was like, mm. uh, you don't know your Bible. Have you read it? Um, there may there are more atheists who are atheists because they actually stopped and read the Bible. Now, what's funny is I have like a niece textbook. who's who's gay and a Christian. Okay, and we have well, yet to have that conversation, but it's coming. I know it's coming. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I, for again, and I'll say this for the people who were marching with us who do, like, represent the churches, we're glad that you guys turned out. Uh, this is not a part, this was not a time for partisan, you know, discussions. It wasn't a time for, like, arguments. We want, we were happy that all of us, you know, religious or non-religious, were able to come together for a common cause and represent. Right. And I think yeah. that's the best thing. And, and I saw one, one sign in particular that, that really struck me as being the crux of the matter. Okay. And it was... Love is love is love. I mean, that's all that gay is about. It's it's loving each other, that's loving one another. Yeah. Love is now, love. I'm is sure love. that uh, some people interpret love as sex. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens every day, but at the same time, uh, it's all part of love. If you love someone, you want to have uh, sex with them. Unless, of course, it's filial love or. Um, Parental love. There's several different kinds, but as far as um, consenting adults, as yeah. it were, love is love. So just sexual practice in general, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about other reasons to be against um, gay marriage. 
other than religious, because religion so, spells it out in the book. So yeah, if but you, but so I hear that, other people say, yeah, but it's not just religion; it's yeah. so and so. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with another one. There's a there are people who just don't like the institution of marriage. Period. They find that they don't necessarily need governmental intervention or you know uh, a representative body dictating their relationships with other people. Right. That's but those people per se don't really exempt gays because they're gay. Right. They're against they're, the institution. They're against marriage wholesale. So I have actually heard debates or debates where people were coming in saying like, "Hey, I'm against gay marriage, but I'm also against regular marriage as yeah. well." Yeah. So it's not like, and well, again, you're being consistent. I can respect that. But I can probably find some follies with that, too. Right. But I, I hear uh, religious people say, oh, it's not the Bible. It's the fact that gays can't have kids. Well, okay, that's the reason. Okay. But are we going to uh, ban old people from getting married? Old people are we going to ban people who are not able to have kids? Okay, are we yeah. going to ban yeah. them from having uh, getting married? Children is not the legal reason for marriage. Sure, the sure. reason for marriage is you want to be with someone for the rest of your life and and, and build a legal bond. Yeah, you know, financial, legal, um, all kinds of societal recognized bonds between you and another person. Uh, a definitive union of more than just mm-hmm. body, right. but like everything right. else, in, including once you get money, once you start. I think the bonding of money, money is like <laughs> almost sometimes more fundamentally yeah. important than just bonding of bodies. Yeah. Well, like, let's take this Orlando shooting here recently. Okay. Uh, there are people who are not married, let's say, uh, that may be engaged to be married, uh, going to this gay bar, and they get killed, or one of them gets killed. The other person cannot get access to the car. To drive, even drive the car home. Let's say they've been living together for a couple of years and they own the same car. Yeah. They're both pay, making payments on it or whatever. But because they're not legally married, they don't have any access or right to the other person's property even after they're dead. But let me ask you this. I believe we've fixed that now. Like we've now, not only have we... If they're lived, married. If they're married. Right. Oh. If they're not married. Oh. They don't have... I'm talking about the legal bonds of marriage. Oh. Uh, solve these problems. Ah. And for years, well, for centuries, we would not give them that right. Matter of fact, we wouldn't even recognize that they were human beings until just recently. Yeah, so we've, so we've come a long way. In we have right come now. a long way. And only because recently that we come to our senses. It's, what, last year? Come to our senses. You know what I think it is, is slowly we are raising generations that are successive that have better access to more information, right. have better access to more people. Mm-hmm. They're more integrated. You have bigger cities that require more people to come to. And because of that, you have cultures that... Well, even if they can't get to the city, they have the Internet. They can exactly. become involved. Exi- what you're essentially seeing is a, a very porous region or a structural wall that used to stand for a long time slowly being broken down. Right. And because of that, you have a growing demographic of people who don't necessarily fall for the same stories they were told about groups of people they haven't necessarily known. Right. Or if they if they hear them, they have access to better information. Right. And because of that, I think that's why you see like us coming to like this paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's involve the the audience here in Knoxville or anybody who wants to call in. Uh, we have an open phone line. The number is eight six five three 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 five nine three seven. That's three 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 five nine three seven. The lines are open. Come join our conversation. Cool. 
So, I have a topic for today. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, while we were marching, we had a lot of time to talk uh, along the yeah. way, especially yeah. on the way back. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. thought we were going to march in a circle. Uh-huh. Nope. We went one direction, I think. About three miles. About three so. miles. Yeah. From, uh, whoa, where did we start from? Summit Hill mm-hmm. all the way down to Gay Street, all the way through Gay Street, across Clinch Avenue. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, a pretty strong section of downtown Knoxville right. on foot. Then mm-hmm. we had to walk back, and I think the temperatures were like up 90 degrees uh-huh. or something like that. It was, it, was hot. Hot. it was hot. It was hot. My phone died out in my pocket. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. But uh, on the way we were walking, uh, I wanted to – I saw some uh, Muslims as well. Rocking with us, and I wanted to wish them happy Ramadan. It's Ramadan month, by the way. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was a cool thing to hear about uh, because I have some I have Muslim friends, and we were talking about Ramadan and like the rules for it. And I I was just really impressed that with the amount of care and knowledge you have to do in order to exercise Ramadan efficiently. Ramadan's a lunar holiday month. Uh, or it's not a holiday. It's just a. It's a lunar month. It's a month of well, yeah of that yeah. calendar, and during it, they have a fasting period. Sure. Uh, it normally starts when the sun rises <laughs> to when the sun sets. Right. But as our technology has advanced, we now know more specific times of where the time the sun rises and where it sets. And it turns out it's not the same time every day. It's right. like a difference of like two minutes uh-huh. every day or so. And not only that, but Ramadan as a lunar calendar month changes 10 days every year. It comes 10 days earlier. So next year will be May 27th wow. and I so on. I did not know that. So every year comes out at a different time. The times that you fast are very, very different times too. And so I just thought it was kind of – it was a bit inconsistent that you would have a time period or like a very important you know, religious time that has to be – that changes a lot or changes in terms of like its time and the way you practice it. And I just thought it would have been a lot easier if Allah had just made it, you know, like a much more regular time. Uh, that you've, it seems like it's well, not accommodating. Not, and that's not even considering the stuff he makes his followers do <laughs> uh, yeah, during that, that month. Beyond all that. But uh, so I was talking to some of my Muslim friends and they were saying uh, that there are some benefits that come with fasting. Uh, there's definitely some health benefits. And, the fact that it changes every day or every, every not only every day but every season is a little bit exciting for yeah. some of them yeah. but I, I wasn't really satisfied with those answers so what I was thinking to myself is what I would do if I was God to make my religious absolutely clear and most accommodating for my followers because it doesn't seem like that's the case at yeah. least as far as I see it uh-huh. so um, I was asking what would you do let me ask you what would I do you have a religion you can make it up as you go along what would you do as your God to make sure everyone knows it and follows it and the world accommodates directly to that? Um, like I say, if I was a God, it would be well within my powers that I could write a book that if you picked it up, it would change to your language okay. and would automatically update to what you needed to know. Okay. You know, scientifically, culturally, and, and the rule of thumb would be cause the least harm or more good in the society. Cause the least harm or more good in society. Oh, that's a good rule. Uh, no, but, yeah, that's good. But he's got an overall picture, and he's all-powerful. All okay. He should know what that is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how about this? Uh, would you have religious holidays on your... Uh, well, sure. Holiday? The more holidays, the better. Why everyone not? Loves everyone <laughs> There's a group called the uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster, or the Pasifarians. Uh-huh. Every Friday is a religious holiday, and I think they... 
celebrate the exploding of beer volcanoes that came out during that time and the yeah. stripper factories that they yeah. have in, in their afterlife. Yeah. So I, the, so only th- the only problem I have with that is the stripper factories because it, it's a misogynistic kind of um, ideal. I mean, it, it's like the... There could be male stripper factories. Okay, as long as it's all voluntary and the people <laughs> who want to do it want to do it. But it's like the virgins that you get when you're a Muslim and you die. If you're a Muslim man, you get 72 virgins. Okay. Are so they real, live women that die and go to heaven? Uh, this is not much heaven for them. Yeah, uh, there's a chance. So I had that question as well. There's a chance that the people that become those people are not people that were on earth. They're just they're MP- just, they're NPCs. They're, exactly. They're <laughs> NPCs that are just generated. Non-playable characters. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I think about it is that most most heavens, most religions change uh, depending on what the person who is talking to the preacher. Absolutely. So here's <laughs> wants. My, so here's my point. Why, if I'm a god and I can make any world I want directly for my followers, why even bother with the earth in the first place? Right. Let me just exactly. make that heaven because uh-huh. I already know well, who's going to make it. Especially if you're omniscient it. and yeah. you know which guys, which person is going to be good I know and which good one is bad. Why even make them go through life to begin with? It's like, you know. it's like when you make waffles or make pancakes. Uh-huh. I can tell the good ones from the bad ones. I don't have to eat them all or right. like put them to a uh, test. Well, you know, I mean, but he would know it even before they're born. And I'm why does he guys. even allow them to walk the, the earth in the first place making life miserable for the rest of the good ones? <laughs> It's a good question. It's a great question. It's also, I think, the question of evil, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, by that, I mean, bad things happen to good people in this world, and we don't seem to have, like, a very good reason for that, aside from God has a plan. Right. But it seems like the plan has accommodated for suffering needlessly, as in people suffer, right. but they don't necessarily have to, but... Beyond our scope, we don't seem to have a, uh, a way to see that. Well, let, that brings us to prayer. Yeah. Why even bother praying? If God yeah. has a plan, if your prayer is in his plan, it's going to happen anyway. If it's not in his plan, it's not going to happen. Okay. So why bother praying for anything? So then, as a God, I would not allow, or straight to heaven, uh, note suffering as best as I can manage that. I imagine I could it's if I have all the power. Praying, though... I would, I would, I think I would keep praying. Uh, well, there's a, thir- a tertiary reason for praying, uh, uh, and that's praise. Yeah, I mean, you everyone can likes praise to pat on the back. Your God uh, through prayer that, that that falls out of those right. two reasons for prayer. So, but it, uh, most people, most American, most Westerners, I guess, don't pray for for praise reasons. They, right. Let me find my keys, or I'm late for work. Where you make all the red lights green, you know right. that type of thing. So let's say you're a Christian God right now. Mm-hmm. You've made the entire universe. Like you made one little planet that's going to be exposed to most of the human intellect. That because as far as I'm aware, Bible doesn't say there's life anywhere else. I imagine doesn't so. Say. You have it has no little, idea that there might be other. Planets. Right. So you got this one little speck, but you have these billions of year, light years all around it. Now you make an entirely new realm of paradise that's way even better than the one you started off with. And you make another third parrot, or not a paradise, but just a hellish landscape where you'll send those uh, little life forms on that right. speck too. So you made three whole different things. Yeah. You're going to want some prayers every now and then. You're going to want to be like, hey, good job on that. Thumbs up. I appreciate that. Yeah. Hit the like button. Subscribe to me. Follow me on Twitter. Sure. <laughs> I just want some praise. It took a lot of effort. I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Like, well, yeah. like I was saying before, though, uh, it's not like he, he loves us. I mean, the Bible, the preachers who wrote the Bible, and okay. believe me, it was written by preachers. Um, the the Bible 
the most common interaction that God has with his followers is what? Uh, most common interaction? Most with common. In the Bible? Yeah. Most common interaction? Interaction, has, yes. Like direct? Indirect. Uh, let mostly. me say this. It's you mostly something. indirect. Direct. Direct? Yes. In the Bible? Yes. So you, Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, list, I'm listening. I'm, I'm willing to argue. He either gives them plagues or he kills them outright. Yeah, that's... Oh, but like that's the most common way that God in the, of the Bible interacts with humans on Earth. But are you saying that's direct? Yes, that's direct. Is it not direct? Yeah, like in the I, Bible, I mean, if I command frogs to land on some people and like drown them in frogs or something like that. Well, the frog was one plague at one location. I'm talking like, about if you read the Bible, he he destroys the entire world, killing everybody. Yeah, that directly. Sucks. That sucks. He uh, he. That's one point for your side. He commands <laughs> people to kill other people. Um, okay, he, so he commands people to kill I other mean, people. He, that's people, not God's fault anymore. That's not that person's fault. That's negative responsibility, and I'll throw you on that. I'll throw. I'll, no, I'll no, throw no. I'm that. talking about what the Bible says. Yeah, but if I mean, I'm if we're talking about reality, oh, okay. he didn't do any of it. All right, all right. So if you tell, so if God says, "Hey, Steve, kill," uh, Frank, how about Moses or "Hey, David," that, kill. that interaction, yeah, that's a direct interaction, sure. Mm-hmm. But he's not directly responsible for the other person getting killed. That's like the other agent. If he tells David to kill the, the people in this village, yeah. every last man, woman, child, and animal, yes. it's not God directly interacting with those people through David? Through David, yes. Through David, but that's okay. obviously not direct okay. anymore. Well, if you consider the entire population of the earth, that the was, that's a pretty common interaction. I mean... Talking common meaning most populous. Okay, okay. Interaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, the world, flood, yeah. the flooding. Plus of the world, all that's the, a pretty big you know, like effect. sending fire and brimstone directly yeah. to Sodom and more and yeah. what? How what? Sixty-two other cities. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you know, there, there's definitely a lot. And if you believe Pat Robinson, it's yeah. a lot more than just that. So that's still saying, going on, according to Pat Robinson. So like matters of nature and physics, I will say that's a direct interaction of God. Those things wouldn't seem to behave like that in our time. We've well, okay. Conversely, okay. Bring to me some uh, loving interactions between God and people. Now, here's... All right. Can I put my Christian hat on? Sure. All right. Here it comes. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, God made the whole world for us. Mm-hmm. You see the stars. You see the aurora borealis. You see all the animals that live to support us. You well, have the ha- proper he, weather he had conditions. to keep us alive until he killed us. You have the proper weather <laughs> conditions. You have the sun, which is the right distance from the earth, designed to be there. It doesn't work on either alive. pole, though, or in out in the middle of the ocean. We live in such yeah, I mean, a finely tuned universe. We had to live how many years before we could actually invent boats to get out on the water? Think about all the planets in our solar system. <laughs> There's only one of them that supports life, and that's the one we're on. That's amazing. That shows direction of God. That shows an intelligence. You mean one out of eight? Yeah. Is is. Because if we were on Mars, we'd all be dead. Obviously, by being on Earth, that shows that there was an intelligence behind. Well, you would think that maybe he would have made all of the planets habitable and allow us to jump between them if we needed to. We, why would that we, would have been nice. It would be nice. And we wouldn't have to be worried about overpopulation for a long time. Let me put on my science hat. Let me take this out. <laughs> uh, science. So, I would, so, you know, this is probably off topic, but... Just well, I don't for, care. <laughs> Our topics head in every direction. Just for the sake of, you know, hey, I'm a human being that evolves slowly over time to accommodate the weather and climate conditions of this earth that's that we're in right now, or at least you know geographical attitudes and, or 
qualities of this yeah. planet. Uh-huh. What's really great is if I put myself on Mars, my physiology is going to have to change completely. Different gravity, different temperature. He could have made us out of titanium. Yeah. He could, was, you know, he could have made us uh, atomic powered. He could have just made us... He could have made us live in, be, in empty space. Look how much space there is out there. So here's the argument. Here's the <laughs> argument. Here's the argument. If I was... if So human beings are not designed to live on other planets. Earth is really the best yeah, as ever. Yeah, but that's that's actually an argument for evolution. Yes. If we all started here as, as primary... Uh, Organisms and huh. evolved to our yeah, environment. Yeah. That's my that point. explains all of it. So here's my point. Here's what I'm going to. What if God created just the protozoa? If you go into the Quran, for example, he says he made man out of clay, and there's uh, an interpretation in that the microbes in the clay eventually evolved into man. Okay, now we're getting into some interesting territory. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this. Okay. If a God sure. created a protozoa, yes. or let's, we bring call it, it, early let's just bring it down to amino acids, because they have found amino acids. But there's acids. no life in amino acids. No, but it combines to form life. I mean, that's even before the protozoa. But anyway, if, amino acids have been found in empty space now. What? Amino acids, yes. What? What is this story? I've never heard of this story before. Well, look it up. Uh, I'll look it up between now and next time. All right, I'm looking it up. For, uh, so I'm tentatively going along with what you're saying. Nucleic acids, amino acids. All right, the chains I'm, I'm, of molecules have been found in. But okay, okay, let's back up. To I protozoa. know methane has been found, and that's an organic molecule. But well, and as soon it's not you necessarily up, caused by organic beings or animals. I mean, it, methane can exist from. Natural source. Yeah, and you can definitely generate amino acids synthetically without yeah. any living process. Well, let's go back whatsoever. to the protozoa yeah. to, get right. to, get, to get to my point. Okay. My point is, and I'm using Christopher Hitchens' words now. Uh, don't like that guy. All right. <laughs> Nothing against him. Nothing against him. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. I just I, I the, love flying his, horsemen or whatever they want to call themselves. I'm just like ranking intellects of our time. Uh, um, anyway, uh, the way he puts it is, all of your work is still ahead of you. Because now you have to draw connection between that God, the God who created the amoeba, amoeba or protozoan, and the Christian God. When there are like 30,000 other gods that humans have, have worshipped over the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. How do you get from a creator God that created a protozoan? That's all we know about him at this point. A God did it, right? Okay, According sure. to your argument. Okay, sure. Yeah. How do we get to the Christian God? From there, what's your argument line? What's or any your, religious. For any religion, God? right. Like, how do you show the causation? Right. So, like, you're... Of a chain uh, link, yeah. So, can I summarize what you're saying? Sure. So, essentially, what you're saying is, say we found origins of life. Like, we know exactly from when we had no life to when we did. Let's say the science finally conceded that the first chain of, of DNA was created by a God. Oh, really? A God? Like, without a God. A no, there is no way that... Outside of phys, there's no way in physics for this to have happened. A god must have done it. Now, how do we get to Yahweh? Yeah, I don't know how you can prove that scientifically. You would have to have a scientific basis. For Even argumentably. Yeah. How do you do that argumentably? Yeah. You, all of your work is ahead of you, is what Christopher Hitchens would say. It is. It's also generally really hard to do because if your god is inherently supernatural, science isn't equipped to figure out anything about that. doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Well, we, they really don't have anything to say about the supernatural. Also, in a weird way... Science and I, doesn't. And I say this, and people don't like it when I say this, but I'm coming. To, I'm saying this as a scientist. Science is not concerned with proving things. Like That right. is not the function right. of science to say, this happened, that it's happened. It's testing things and gathering results. It's making a model and that making a model. helps to explain 
explain reality. And And, the more consistent and predictable that model is, great. And the more models agree, you can make a theory. Yep, and it has nothing to do with whether it's right or not. It's all about whether it's reliable. And reliable information is great. The models predict actions or predict facts. Mm. Once you get enough models predicting enough facts, Mm. then you create a theory to explain the the facts, the the models. Sure. Now, uh, theories are collections of facts. Now, that's what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of people say, well, evolution's not a fact. No, it's a collection of facts yeah. that best explain that collection of facts. Exactly. It's a narrative that explains a collection yeah. of facts. And we're at the or bottom of the hour. I think we need to take a little bit of a break here. Oh, how uh, do you move time so fast? I don't know. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so this is WOZO Radio 103.9, low power and live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to play a couple of little messages here and a song. The song will be David Anthony's God Said. And we'll come back in just a few minutes. If you live in or around the Knoxville area and are questioning your religious beliefs or simply believe in one less God than everyone else, well, you're not alone. The Atheist Society of Knoxville is a fun and friendly group of people just like you that meets twice a week at a bar or restaurant. We meet every Tuesday night following the show at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria for happy hour. You'll find our group either inside or on the patio. Look for Richard Dawkins' silver-jacketed book, The God Delusion, standing upright on the table. But if you plan to preach, prophetize, provoke, or punch, please don't. We all question what we believe at one point in our lives. If this is the time for you, come join us for food, drink, conversation, and fun. Christy, something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, and they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. True story. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. Ever since, they have been cursed. my imaginary friend. See the trouble he gets and can be traced back to me. Oh, he can pretend at the slightest of his friends. He has the power to suspend all rules of morality. And when he gets angry, he can make the lightning strike. He can help me win the fight with his power. Yes, he speaks to me. And it's always positive. Cause I can just ask for forgiveness and it's over So you can't put the blame on me I'm doing what God said What God said What God said Don't you put the blame on me I'm doing what God said What God said What God said So you're praying for the death of the President of the United States do you think it's appropriate to, to say something like that? Or I'm not saying anything. What I'm doing is repeating what God is saying. Oh, in the name of the one who made us all, I will hide behind these walls from my enemies. Oh, by the power bestowed from up above, I will conquer you because it is my destiny. And with the righteous hand, I will bring you to your knees. I will strip you of your freedom without mercy. 
the thing I don't get, Adam said to the friendly voice in his head. Why is the sky blue? I told you before, the voice replied, exhausted. It's the refractive light thing from the sun. It's the white light and all the other colors in it. The whole thing I said. No, 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 Adam interrupted, his hands still raking through the coarse hair on his chest. I meant more like, why blue? Like, blue? I mean, the ocean's already blue, guy. And when you think about it, I mean, grass is already green. That's pretty close to blue. It's just... I mean, don't you think you're overdoing it on the blue? I'm just saying. Don't you think? <sighs> the voice let out a sigh. How about we take a break from the questions? Aw, why do we have to stop? Asked Adam. We just do, said the voice. You're angry again, groaned Adam. Didn't you say you wanted to construct the feedback? I remember saying that. I didn't forget, answered the voice, annoyed. It's just... You're, it's just... You're bumming me out. Well, don't ask for constructive feedback if you don't want it, mister. Life isn't all about getting praised all day. The voice in Adam's head just sighed again. I'm just saying, it's an awful lot of blue. That's all. It's a very nice color, but a bit much. And, like I said yesterday, birds should have thumbs. They're so useful. I mean, look at this. I'm grabbing it, I'm dropping it. I'm grabbing it, I'm dropping it again. Think about how much more chipper birds would be if they didn't have to build houses with their face. I mean, think about that. Also, I got these two brown nipply spots in my chest. I have no idea what these are for. Do you know you put them here? Listen, Adam said the voice. From now on, you can keep asking your questions, but I won't be directly answering you anymore. Huh? Adam said alarmed, his eyes still fixed on the blue sky above. Why? He asked. You know, it's just, it's up to you to find answers for yourself, man. I mean, honestly, what that's what this whole thing is about, dude. Oh, Adam said, nodding slowly at first, but then with greater resolution, with purpose meaning. Okay, then. I got it. Oh, by the way, the voice said, fading away. 
Make sure you don't eat any of those apples on top of that tree on that hill over there. What, those apples? Asked Adam. Why not? There was no response. Do you find stories of talking snakes laughable? Do you prefer the scientific method over supernatural beliefs? Are you concerned about religious leaders and organizations imposing their values and rules on your body, your family, and the rest of our society? Well, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. The Rationalists of East Tennessee meets weekly for fellowship and provides a forum for people who support skeptical thinking and rational discussion of these and other issues. To find out more information or to find out about our next meeting, visit us on the web at www.rationalist.org. Do you find we're back? Uh, welcome. You were working on something there during the break. Ah, going ahead with the intro. Okay. Uh, this is WOZO Radio 103.9, Knoxville, Tennessee, broadcasting live on 103.9 and WOZORadio.com. You can listen to it anywhere in the world on WOZORadio.com. Testing. Okay. Yes. You got to be right on that mic. You do. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, we had a couple of messages from the ASK, the Atheist Society of Knoxville, which meets every Tuesday in the Old City at uh, Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria. Uh, Rationalists of East Tennessee. You can find out more about them by going to rationalist.org. Their schedule is a little more mixed. Um, but you were talking about doing some some Skype stuff, or yeah. So eventually, I'm going to hope that I can call some other friends of mine, similar to what we had when Robin was calling in, uh-huh. and uh, we'll be able to call through Skype, which will keep the lines more clean. I think. Okay. Once the line is more clean, so it's not working right now. Is oh, it? it works fine. But uh, later uh, oh, next okay. week, definitely, we'll get oh. more time. Right. Um, so, what were we talking about now? Science. Well, don't forget the YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Free Thought Radio. So do you like listening to people talk and seeing them at the same time? Isn't there a way we can do that? Well, yeah, there's a thing called uh, Periscope. We can use Periscope. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't want to go on on the Internet to get a Periscope, we also have a Free Thought Forum hour or the Free Thought Hour that's shown live. Our TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the TV show. Freedom from uh, Free Thought Forum TV show is every... Tuesday from at five o'clock. It's on uh, Comcast. No, Knox, uh, CTVKnox.org. Right. right, and you can watch it every week at five o'clock on Tuesday on um, Comcast Channel Twelve. And it's also on YouTube. So all you have to do is right. just Google or YouTube Free Thought Knoxville. And Free Thought Forum Knoxville. The entire archive. Got six years of shows on there, and it, don't forget that it is a atheism call-in show in the heart of the Bible Belt. You can call in there <laughs> the people who call during in the week. Time. That's right. Uh, all you got to do is turn on Com, uh, Comcast Channel Twelve on Tuesdays at five o'clock. Yeah. See the atheists on the screen. Read the number at the bottom of the screen and call in and talk to them. Only one phone number and it's all live. So it yeah, is all a very live. Gutsy way of doing yeah. it. And we're live too. <laughs> the phone number here is three 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 five nine three seven. Doubter five and the wombat. Doubter five and the wombat. So I want to talk about some of the talks that I went to recently. I, I participate in these 
open conversations slash debates, uh, they tend to be on the perspective that science alone isn't, or like challenges to science as a best tool for determining, you know, reality. And we kind of like straight into that talk. But this goes along the topic that we had, because our topic still is, you know, what I would do if I was God, what would I do to make a religion that right. accommodates yeah. my followers? And the way how I do that, another way I would do that beyond, you know, making sure they pray because I, I need my credit, but also <laughs> like just putting them straight to heaven anyway, because I already know who's going to go in and who's not. Right. But I'd also embrace science if I could, because science, as far as we were, at least as how our brains work. You would do what to science? Embrace science. Oh, embrace. I, I want to push that, because we do some really, really cool stuff we with do. science. We do. From a religious perspective, I don't know what has really changed aside from the pews getting a little longer and the cushions getting a little bit more softer, Maybe I guess. More sleepy. Stained glass windows, that's nice, too. That's nice. You, know, you guys are doing some Some of the stuff. music is very nice. Uh, you hear, like, three. You hear them all. It's, uh, no, uh, I'm talking about, like, uh, Mozart and... Oh, uh, chamber-made music the or chamber, chamber music? Ah, yeah, that the, were inspired by or, and or paid for by the church. So what I want is Choral like music. I want to I want to push it. I want to have hardcore electronica. I want to have you know the hardcore death metal. I want bands that have acoustics designed through state-of-the-art technology. You want hamburger pickups and everything. I want state-of-the-art everything. I want science to just catapult everything forward. But in order to do that, you have to embrace it. And in order to embrace it. You really have to understand what it is. And, I, and from the talks that I've had, I find that um, the issue is that people misunderstand what science is. Is it a – as it – is science a, a narrative with an agenda or is it just a tool? And before before we went to our break, I was saying that science doesn't care if it's – no, it doesn't. If it's true. It's, it's a tool, it's and a it tool. can be used in any direction that you want to. Right. Like on uh, World War II, uh, we, we use science and, and use it to, div- we could put it one or two ways. We used it to end the war, mm. but we also used it uh, to kill people. Yeah. But <clears throat> in a war, a lot, of, a lot of times you have to kill a lot of people in order to end the war. Mm. That's, that's, that's what we had to do. But anyway, uh, not instead of the, the questions, it's a, uh, science is equipped to answer, right? Right. Science can answer the can and the does. Like, can we do it? Does it happen this way? Does it work? Uh, how? But yeah. It doesn't answer. What the, is it? Doesn't answer the why should we? The it can should, answer the should questions. It can answer why, but not should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we do have a. a, a branch of a soft science that answers that for us. Sure. Uh, philosophy. Mm. Philosophy embraces ethics and morals. Yeah, and it is a soft science. It is very soft in that or, it doesn't give us hard answers. Right, right. It gives us directions. Right. Possible answers. Right. Um, I also like to think about it like, if I can use an analogy, analogy time. Uh, if I had a calculator, if I had two calculators, one calculator gives me random answers all day, but every day it will give me one absolutely correct answer whereas i have another calculator will always give me an answer that's two numbers higher than the answer i'm supposed to get the one that's two numbers higher is more predictable and sometimes even more useful useful, even if it's never right even if it's never right through the whole day but as long as you learn the pattern it will always be right as far as and you can always accommodate with that right it's not that bad once you have that once you know that system it's fine so the calculator itself is is it's a good one to have. It's, of course, it would be nice to have one that's right. Yeah, but I'm time. not sure I understand your analogy. So what, here's, what, do, what does this speak to? So here's the point. Science 
doesn't really care about whether it's true or whether something's true or not because it's the tool to use with this the tool to use to determine if something is true or not so it has no agenda on whether it has it prefers something being true or false it's just the meter of which we use to determine the validity of an argument and because of that a lot of people misconstrue science changing or science being wrong at certain periods of time and then being modified to be more correct as some sort of fault against right. science. Um, when really we were talking earlier about that science really isn't involved in giving proofs or proving something. Right. So, it's uh, just about being a very good system for determining yeah. things. It can uh, it can test things and, and for validity. Uh, and matter of fact, the things that you're testing generally are the predictions you get from the models that you're trying to create. Absolutely. Uh, once you have a, 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 let's say you start off with what people normally call a theory nowadays, but it's actually a, a conjecture or a hypothesis. Hypothesis. Sure. Once you have a hypothesis, you can make a prediction. You can use sci- the scientific method to test the prediction to see if it's it's going to give you a valid result or not, or if a true result or not. And then you can build more uh, hypothesis and and test further in the same field until you have a predictable. Theory. Yeah, you know, and I'll also say a lot of people may scoff at the scientific method, but there's other ways beyond the scientific method that can still reach interesting confusion or conclusions within science. Uh, right. So I've had an experiment before where using the scientific method, well, I got a result I didn't expect. And then from there, I wanted to replicate that result over and over again, even though it wasn't what I originally wanted, even though it completely defied yeah. my hypothesis. Yeah. I found a really, really useful technique to make something crazy. What's that? Repeatedly over and over again. Oh, if you want to go into my thesis work. I don't oh, know. no, no. I was just wondering why what oh. your thesis work so, would not be scientific. So my, if you want to, if I can summarize it, my, my thesis work generally involved breaking things down to really, really small pieces so I can feed it to bacteria so that they can eat it and make useful stuff. But isn't that the scientific method? That was. But it turned out that the method that I was using, one of them, for some outlier reason, was causing my little stuff to to increase in its clumpiness or increase in mass, if that makes sense. We call it polymerization. Even after they were eating it? No, they couldn't eat it. They need to be. It needs to be broken down. So we were literally just making it too clumpy for them bacteria to even oh. test. So we we're doing the exact opposite of what we wanted. Yeah, I still consider that a scientific method. It's a it's a byproduct of it. And so from there, we we're like, we have this method that completely contradicts what we were trying to do. Uh, science doesn't care. Yeah. But it's predictable. It's re- it's consistent yeah. enough. Yeah. Let's see if we can do something useful with this process, even if it's completely outside of our, you know. It's field. funny. Scientists will tell you that it's it's not eureka that that heralds most great scientific advances. It's that's funny, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're experiencing yeah, exactly. in your in your uh, experience. There's a so-called home improvement. I think the the phrase is. Uh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's those moments are really, really yeah. good too. Or, I don't think anyone has a eureka moment. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I'm sure they exist somewhere, and I'm, I'm definitely I'm aware of like some people who've actually had legitimate moments. But a lot of the eureka moments that we see are just retroactively turned into eureka moments when they really were just like, a, oh wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, well, like the guy who invented uh, yeah. uh, the microwave. He he. he Found microwaves because he had a Hershey bar in his oh, pocket. Oh, really? And he and he, it kept melting on him. Oh, that's interesting. And you know, so he was working on this device that was putting out microwaves and it was heating up his pocket. Okay, but it, you know, enough to melt it. And he kept going, "Why does it keep melting in my pocket?" See, and before long, we you know, 
he had he had developed the, uh, a theory behind it, a hypothesis, a theory, and then he, he was able to make predictions that's and terrifying. create a microwave oven. In a world where that's possible, that's heaven's me. Like where scientific discoveries like that are waiting to be discovered just by people and who just are willing to make weird observations. And about in this stuff. particular case, it didn't kill him, which is good. Yeah, that does like happen a couple of times. Adam Curie it killed I, her <sighs> eventually. But she, uh, but she didn't stumble into X-rays. She was using that. That was a radioactive yeah. material that killed her. But I'll tell you uh, another story that's similar. We had in our group at Georgia Tech. Um, there's a story regarding aspartame, and if I get that chemical wrong, I apologize. But what it is is a protein that tastes like sugar. And it was eventually made into an artificial sweetener. But what was cool was the guy who discovered it essentially found out about it by working with proteins and then eating sandwiches immediately afterwards. And he was realizing why why does a sandwich taste so sweet immediately afterwards. He wasn't washing his hands in between the experiments. And then he found, hey, this powder that is protein tastes like sugar but it's not sugar, so it could be useful for, like, you know, people who like diabetes using and stuff like that. Yeah. We actually found out now that yeah. aspartame is actually pretty bad. Don't eat that stuff. Yeah. But we have other versions that are similar to it based on that technology. It's really great. And one of the things I hear from believers all the time is that, you know, I believe in science, but science is constantly changing. Yeah, it's that's what I was just bringing mind. up. But it's, it's changing in that it's honing in on more of what the truth actually is. Like, uh, at first we thought the Earth was flat, but then we figured out through science that it was round. Mm. But then we found out that it was more pear-shaped than round. And now we've actually got down to the point where we know that it's an oblate spheroid. It, it, we hone in on what uh, the reality is. And it's not like we're changing our mind like they would put it. You know, like, uh, oh, it was originally we thought it was flat, and then we thought it was round. Now we think it's a square, and now we think it's a pyramid. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Can we I get challenge closer that? and closer to the truth. Can I challenge that? Sure. I wouldn't say we home in it, and I wouldn't say we go closer to a truth. There may not necessarily even be an objective truth, but I would say that by changing science, we get rid of answers that are not as powerful as the new answers we've developed. Uh, I, I consider that honing in. Uh, you consider that honing in? Yeah, it, it, Eliminating the fluff answers or the wrong answers and getting ones that are better answers. Sometimes you get better. Oh, is that me? Oh, that's my mom. Oh, <laughs> she probably doesn't want to talk. Hi, mom. Show. Oh, by the way, I'd like to uh, I'd like to wish everybody a happy Father's Day. Oh, happy Make Father's sure Day. Make sure that you go over to your dad and hug him and tell yep. him you love him. Cool. And uh, take him out to dinner. That's what my family did before I came here. Okay. I'll back. So. Well, I wanted to end on a positive note. I think we're running around 10 minutes, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So, again, really, really happy with the turnout that uh, was at the gay rally. I think one of my favorite moments was turning left off of, I think it was Summit Hill, directly onto Gay Street, seeing that large procession on both sides. Uh-huh. All of Knoxville yeah. felt like it was out there at the same yeah, time. it was a huge crowd. Everyone cheering us on. People from outside of their windows waving at us. Everyone yeah. got their flags. Everyone like just VE Day or something. Yeah. <laughs> everyone was just happy. And it almost made me feel bad to, like, wave back. Do you know what I mean? Why? Uh, I felt like I didn't do anything. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just drove here <laughs> on a meetup group. I waved. I waved all the the entire – because I, I kind of thought of it. Uh, I had a short pause like you did about that. But I thought, I'm in a parade. People in parades wave. I yeah, waved. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're just part of the schedule. Yeah. I feel like uh, how to how to put it. Like we're all being supportive right uh-huh. now. We were like, there to support the. I'm community. just in the street, and you're not on the street. That, but right. literally, we're both we're all on the same page. Right. 
You know, and we had people We're at, celebrating. Yeah, yeah. We had people from the sidewalks actually come and join us. There were some people who came in, uh, walked immediately behind us. It was great. But overall, really happy with that turnout. It, yeah. it makes well, me. It was a lot of fun. I, I wish I could have stayed around for some of the celebration after the parade. Oh, okay. But I, I had to go on home. Did they? Uh, were you aware of any, any of the things that were going on there? Any talkers or anything? No, like I that? really wasn't. Uh, uh, and we knew it was at the World's Fair, uh-huh. and I saw they had a lot of tents, like they were building up. They had a lot of um, baton people, uh, yeah. balloon or acrobatics of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as soon as after you do that three mile walk, it was like, how long do I want to stay? Right. <laughs> oh, it was very hot. And I had those. I wish I'd had my trunks or something so I could. Can have I pull the straight car? Can I just say we're just lazy people? That, That's those fountains look so. Oh, in, they were great. Inviting. They were great. So I walked back with a couple of people from our group. They reached the fountains and were like, "We got to, we got to stop and get wet." And I think I was constantly told that if they had, if they had parked nearby, they would just run through them right then and there. And what was sad was um, one of the people that we were coming back with, we, we were looking for a water fountain the entire way back. Oh, yeah. When we, so halfway through the walk back to where, after doing those three miles, like 1.5 miles on the way back, I ran into you. Mm-hmm. I was looking yeah. for a restaurant that we can go and get some water, and there was none available. Was none, no. But we passed those giant sprinklers that are just coming out of the ground. And we're like, man, if we could drink water out of anywhere, it would be great if we can just get it there. You went over to the fire station. Did you yeah, find we did. nothing there? Oh, the fire station were great. Props to Knoxville Fire Station helping out, you know, regular bunch of people. They give you some water? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have plenty <laughs> they of water, plenty I understand. Of they had plenty of it. Yeah, yeah. And what was great was one of our crowd was also a former fireman, too. So uh, I actually left them and let them chat for a bit. Went and picked my car and picked them all up, and it was a great time. That was a problem that that I we had, mm. and that uh, we, we walked the entire... Three, three and a half miles. Yeah. And then got to the end, and then we thought, this is it. We don't have a ride back to our yeah. car. So we had to turn around in the 80, 90 degree, 90 degree weather and walk back the entire route pretty much to our car. Some would say it was the, <coughs> it was divine punishment. I like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're I don't still blame here. anybody but me. Yeah, we're still here, and we do it again. Yeah. Uh, though, next time, motorcycle. Next yeah, time. definitely have to bring my motorcycle and keep it nice and loud. Put and a rainbow flag on it. There you go. I think you'd be all right. We've got five minutes left in the show, probably less than that if we count for the music. Uh, if anybody wants to get in a quick phone call, the number is three 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 five nine three seven. We're here every Sunday, six to seven o'clock, one hundred three point nine FM, Knoxville, Tennessee, and also you can listen to us on wozoradio.com. Okay, I want to. We've got some time. Sure. I want to talk about science real quick. One last time. Uh huh. All right. Science of whether or not, when it changes, does it get closer to the truth or not? Some cases, most cases, absolutely. There are some well, weird cases where you just get an extra model, and but you'll keep the old model, for the sake of everyone understands the mechanics of yeah. the old model. You're talking about relativity and uh, Newtonian physics. I mean. It doesn't have to get that complicated. How about we just talk about like how a heliocentric theory, like or like how planets move around the sun? Yeah. There was a time where people thought the Earth was a uni- center right. of the universe. I think uh-huh. that was a classical, you know, Ptolemy, understanding by it was Ptolemy. Yeah. Okay. And then we began to slowly we understood it, but it was hard idea to sell because the church really liked the other way around. Mechanics just didn't work when you're trying to make a model. Exactly. Now, now we're at a state where we're in the Copernican. 
too. We under, we are, so we have multiple models now of like how if we need to talk about two bodies moving in space, we can use one as a reference point and say that's the center, or we can use both as a reference point and see how they move about each other from like a third person's perspective, if you will. And you can switch them back and forth. If you want to have the original classical idea of how everything moves around the Earth, that's a model. It doesn't tell you a lot, but it is a model. Yeah. And we can, it, it, we used it for quite a while. I mean, yeah. as, as a humanity, as humanity. And there's some there's some historical advantages, or at least historical mechanics that are useful in there, and like how we understood how things start to move around, like how we started to observe constellations, and how they sh- kind of rock in the night sky. We get some ideas from that, but for the most part, um, they rock. <laughs> It's really nice. We get different models, and sometimes it's useful just to have the extra models. It's kind of like getting a toolbox, and you buy a new set of screwdrivers. You may not necessarily throw the old ones out. No, you no. You may just want to no, keep we, those we still use the Newtonian physics model. I mean, to, even if we want to get a, a rocket to Mars or mm. uh, a satellite uh, in space, it's the Newtonian right. model that we use. But there's a better model now. It's more complicated. It's so more complicated. It's harder to use uh, the uh, theory of relativity, uh, the... There's another name for it. But we're still trying to bring the the model of the extra large, like the planets and the galaxies and space in general, down to the uh, to match with the ultra-small, oh, sure, the yeah. atomic and the, sure. the uh, subatomic particles. And we don't have a, a general theory that will uh, encompass both of them. Uh, and there may not be one. That's a weird thing. Be, which is weird. I mean, how, how weird can that be? Yeah, that's fine. Anything bigger than it's us kind of exciting. It, uh, works with a different... Uh, set of physical laws yeah. uh, than anything really, really small. You know, right, right, right. But it's weird, and we're all working on a grand unified theory at this point, or GUT. That's what makes it... Yeah. That's, in my sense, that <coughs> pursuit is, without a doubt, one of the coolest things about yeah. science. Yeah. The fact that you don't know everything makes it worthwhile to yeah. try... If we knew everything, science would come to an end. And then it would be matter boring. Of, matter of fact, if we thought everything was... God did it. It would also bring science to an end if, yeah. if all the scientists just stopped and said, "Well, we don't have to look at it anymore. We just God did it." So, what would I do if I was God? I would keep science around, keep it unsolved. Love those unsolved yeah. mysteries. <laughs> Everyone loves mysteries. Yeah. Everyone loves a really good, well-told mystery. Yeah. And when you invest time in a mystery, oh my gosh! When you get that little kernel of information and you just keep going, you're hooked. That's what science is. is That's your final thought. It's a great drama for the show. Yeah. Okay. Science is a great drama. It is. And, uh, Stay tuned. This is Free Thought Radio Hour. We'll be back next week with uh, Wombat and Outer Fire. Wombat! See you then. Okay. Who told you love is the alpha and the man? your heart will lead you to the only one. It's the curse, it's the hammer that will break you. It's the poison hidden in a bonbon. Don't you know love is stronger than Jesus? Don't you know love can kill anyone? Bring it on, wars and diseases. You know that love can do you like a shot.